0: Hey, Dan, you want to hear a joke? Yeah, you know you know me. <laughs> uh, what's the difference between peanut butter and jam? Uh, what? I can't peanut butter, my d***. <laughs> 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 hey, I was not expecting that. All right, let's go. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature... If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, d- drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, uh, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. We are the two drunk accountants. Yes, and it is the final week of Love Your Business mm. February. It's been a big Feb. It's been a big so Feb. Technically the shortest month in the calendar, but I feel like it's been quite like, it's been long. It's been small in days, large in love. Yes. A lot of love. I've been saying that a lot lately. Really? No. just the first time. <laughs> uh, but it is the last week of Love Your Business, February, Tim, and we've decided to do a book nuggets. Yummy, yummy. yummy. And we're doing it on a book that's often quoted and it's often requested mm. and it is Start with why yeah. Simon Sinek, yeah, Simon Sinek, famous from the TEDx talk. Start with why, yes. and like uh, if you haven't read the book, mm. I'd actually just recommend going and checking out the TEDx talk. Yeah. To be honest, can, can Check you it out first? Can you give me your impression? Uh, yeah, so people don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. <laughs> they don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. <laughs> it repeats it, it a lot. I love it? It. Uh, So. Yeah, let's start. Actually, no, we're, we're going to hold off on our opinion in the book and, and what we thought about it as yes. key takeaways until we get to that point. But we just thought, really, you should be loving what you do and mm. why you do it. So, it's important to love why you do what you do. So, that's, that's <laughs> what we, we're going to go into. <laughs> if you can't tell, we've had a drink or two, actually. Yeah. So, the drunk <laughs> accounts are actually slightly tipsy. A little bit tipsy for oh, this, oh, this podcast. Lovely. But Tim, what, what is, is the Tim, Tim and Dan, Dan Lowe. Lowe. Nice. How was your week, Tim? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm back up again this week, feeling good again. You back up? Yeah, I uh, got a new barbecue. Mm. As I was telling you earlier, so I'm well, looking forward to doing some barbecue. You didn't actually get a new barbecue; it was an existing barbecue. No, is that, no, is that correct. You're right, Dan. But mm. as a follower of Ism, mm. I uh, I'm just considering this a new barbecue mm. because it's been in my garage yep. for a good eighteen months. My Weber. Yeah. And uh, the reason why is because I was too cheap to buy a stand, a proper stand for it. I- I tried to save 200 (laughs) bucks. I know this feeling exactly because I did the exact same thing and and I actually got a free barbecue and I was still (laughs) too cheap to buy the stand (laughs) for it. Yeah, because- the Weber's is great, yeah. but needs to go on something. Needs to sit on something. And then if you Google search outdoor barbecue stand, there's just nothing. No. There's nothing that's good. They're all like chrome mm. or like really fake looking wood yeah. that you know is not going to last. My barbecue stand was actually the uh, Christmas present from me to me. There you go. So, nice. I, I went into Weber at Arena at yep. Gosford actually. Yep. And I was like, one of them, please. Well, I was I was looking at it before and I was like, oh, even Dan has the bloody barbecue stand. And I, yeah. I, so it, I've had the Weber for six years and I feel like I've got a new barbecue now because of a stupid $200 stand. Mm. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'd go as far to say to him that it's game changing. It's game changing. It's game changing. Now I can barbecue yeah. next to my pool. Yeah. I could barbecue in the back right corner of my yeah. yard. Yeah, you have a porta That's what you it's, got. I, you yeah. know what? Just roll that shit. If you I need mean, a barbecue, it. you get a stand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta get a <laughs> stand with that. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a bit of swearing today, but uh, uh, yeah. So the stand is is look. It's the highlight of my, <laughs> it's the highlight of my week. Apparently, I can relate. I can relate yeah. uh, My week What have I been up to Yeah uh, What are you been doing I was inspired last week By our chat With uh, with Jay Merrilies About yes. the fundamentals And the elementals mm. uh, And uh, I know On that episode I was saying I, I often try and do A lot of those things mm. But I've tried to make them habits I've tried nice. to build them Into That's my daily so nice. routine To make sure that I do it Every Smart. single day Smart So Every day this week Except for the day Where I woke up was pouring with rain In which case I did it in the afternoon Instead mm. Wednesday I got up And I made myself An instant coffee Nice. And I walk down to the beach, no shoes. No shoes? Well, I wore thongs to the beach. I was going to say. Shoes off at that point. Although I'm barefoot on the road. I'm I'm considering barefoot. (laughs) Really? Just because I can't be bothered carrying my thongs. And the beach isn't that far. It's like 300 meters away. It's very close. Um, And then I walk along, barefoot, feeling the earth. Nice. Feet in the water for a bit, walking along. Nice. Uh, Come back, I get a little bit of sunlight in my face. Come back here, I do breathing. For ten minutes. Wow, and that's then I good. Have a shower and I turn the heat off at the very end for thirty seconds. Nice. So every day I've done cold breathing wow. and and grounding. Are you feel and scented? I forget the fourth elemental. Uh, me too. We always I'm forget sorry, the fourth. Jay. I'm sorry, Jay. How did we forget the fourth? I don't know. But I remember the fundamentals. I forget the element. I forget the fourth (laughs) elemental. So- What was it? But I just wanted to follow up from last week and say that I I heard you, Jay, and I'm trying to put it into my life as a routine. That's a really good job. Mm. I think you got to enjoy those barefoot beach walks Mm. uh, because once winter rolls in, which isn't far away, it's autumn. Well, on Thursday, I actually had to wear a jumper down and I'm so glad I did because it was windy and cold. Yes. Uh, But I was like, this is proof. I can do this in winter in the morning. Maybe not and, barefoot. And do you know what? I went to bed a little bit late last night, Tim. And yeah. I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, it's much later today. It's like eight o'clock. Not by the time I got up, but the time yeah. I was ready to go to the beach. And the sun was a fair way. And I actually missed being there in the early morning. Yeah, There's a vibe down there at that time. Yeah. Nice. It's all about the vibe. Like it. It's constitution, the constitution. It's the vibe. <laughs> it's everything. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, it, it gets yeah. freezing cold in winter, the beach on your feet. So yeah, I know this from walking Dora mm. on the beach. And um, we basically sprint to where the water is Mm. because it's that hard watered sand. It's the same temperature as the water. Which usually in winter isn't too bad. Like the water temp is better than the outside temp in winter. It's like the opposite of summer where it's like the sand's boiling hot and you get down to the water. The water's freezing, yeah. But in the winter, the water's The sand's sand's freezing. freezing. Honestly, Mm. it's like like walking on ice. Mm. That's how cold it is. We're not exaggerating. I give you permission yeah for in whatever in february give me give me three months let's say by may june may my birthday 22nd of may all right 22nd may 22nd of may uh just say dan are you still walking down the beach or are you hiking out because your feet are too cold i'd like to do the challenge that we sort of mentioned yeah like last week but yeah we'll, 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 pick talk a we'll, pick a we'll talk about that we'll talk about that um Business update, sponsored by Cats Accountants. Thanks, Katz, cool. for sponsoring the business update of the podcast. We we appreciate you and everything you do yeah, for us here yeah. on the podcast. What a fantastic accounting <laughs> firm. Great accounting firm. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for an accounting firm, Cats Accountants. <laughs> uh, business update. The ATO have um, adjusted the way that you can claim for working from home deductions. And- yeah. uh, you know, in the past, there's the actual cost method, method or there was the fixed cost, mes- uh, fixed rate. Fixed rate, yeah. Which was- Like a cents per hour. Cents per hour. <laughs> and you just did like a, a representative period. You, you figure out an estimate of how long you've been working from home each week and, and yeah. you can times that by rate. And, and that included things like depreciation of equipment or um, electricity and other running costs. Mm. And then over covid they added a third option, mm. which was the shortcut method. Yep. And that was a, a much higher rate per hour, it was eight, it was, 80, yeah. 80 cents. Mm. Um, but that included phone and internet yeah. and a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, and your equipment. And your Working equipment. from home. Yeah. Uh, so now what they've done is they said, hey- we're going to increase the fixed rate. It's no longer the shortcut method because people are back to the work, normal working arrangements now. Yep. Uh, we're going to increase that fixed increase the fixed cost. Yeah, but it now includes your phone and the internet, but doesn't include the depreciation of your office equipment and yep. assets. So, like a desk, chair, screen, computer, computer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and by the way, we want you to keep track of every mm. hour that you do. That's yeah. So mm. the hot take on it is yeah. That's a bit crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to keep track of every hour you mm. work. And we've done a video for the social media this week where Dan's mm. got a uh, home office logbook. logbook. Um, but that's no joke. I, mm. I think that's you- actually what you have to now prove to the ATO. It's no longer a, a four-week period that you mm. can adjust uh, and show that that's what I do on average every week. Uh, you've actually got to keep track somehow of every hour you work from home. Yeah, it doesn't need to be from a dedicated home office space though that's the new thing yeah so you could be working off your mm. couch or on a dining table whereas mm. before it didn't mm. need to be from a dedicated home office yeah. but and it also needs to not be just a random phone call or checking your emails yeah. on the couch it yeah. needs to be actual work yeah done. you're not just doing it because it's mm. convenient mm. but yeah I think it's a bit cheeky from the ATO mm. because it is February and mm. this rule will affect this financial year Yeah, so they've said from July to February. July 2022. You could use the way you used to calculate these hours, which would be like take a a representative period and and average that out over the year. But from now on, it's every hour. You've got to track. Yeah, and you need um, proof. So I suppose if you work the same days from home every week Mm. and that is in a calendar, Mm. and then if you happen to take leave and you can see those days that you took leave because you note that down mm-hmm. or that is also in a calendar or it's on your payroll. Yep. That's probably fine. Yep. That's going to be doable. Mm. Yep. But for a lot of other people. Yeah. There'll be, be a bit harder. There'll be a lot of people this year who go, yeah, oh, and I worked uh, four hours a week from home and mm. your accountant is going to say, do you have evidence of that? Yeah. And you're going to say, no. And mm. to say, well, that probably means you can't deduct it. Yep. Um so, Keep a logbook. If you're ever audited by the ATO, they're going to want to see that you've worked out those hours somehow. Yeah, and so you can't use that higher rate Mm -hmm. or even just the rate in general. Any rate. You can't use any rate now if you also want to claim for your phone and internet. That's right. So... That's a that's a pretty solid change when it comes to that. It's tough. So if you want to claim phone and internet, you need to claim actual cost of yeah. working from home. In which case, you need to keep a, a diary of phone use that's business versus private, and or even like figure out what your electricity usage was before you started working from home, and then what it was after you started working from home. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that the phone is wrapped in up, up up in on this yeah I don't see how that relates because I'd be if I pay for my phone and I use it for work I could be at work using that phone exactly. for work purposes yeah. yeah exactly doesn't make sense to me so what do I lose yeah 50% of the time it could be at work or do they just mean like home phone that might be what they meant but surely no one has a home phone <laughs> that they're using for work purposes <laughs> If you have a home phone, write in because I'd like to know why. Actually, you know what? I'd love to go back to the home phone. I'd love it if I was just at home and the phone rings and I'm like, who this? Yeah, but- I got no idea. (laughs) And it's like, Tim, hey, Tim. Hey, Dan you want to come Play tennis You're just reminiscing To a simpler time Mom <laughs> Yeah Go play tennis with Tim Those were such good times Yeah, yeah. You remember your friends Home phone, phone numbers Yeah and Just call them A bunch of times I like, remember uh, more yeah. of my friends Home phone numbers now Than I do their current yeah. mobiles Yeah Yeah and Then you'd call them And you just get that internet Yeah Sound Good times Because there, someone's on the, on the Dial up internet Sweeping declaration Everyone we're going back to home phones Yeah <laughs> We're starting to craze. Would the world be a better place? I think so. We'll all use Blackberries mm. or flip phones. Flip phones, the razors. Moto- Mo- Motorola razors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was in, that was in the book. That was in the book. It was it in was. the book, actually. It was yeah. in the book. That's that's good. Hey, uh, nice little segue. All right. Let's let's uh, let's move on uh, to the tight ass tip. You got the tight ass tip. Tip. Show me that tight ass tip. Tip. What's your tight ass tip Tim, this week, Tim? Uh, what was it? Oh, that's right. It was a stab mm. at you, Dan. Yeah, I don't like this. It was a stab at you. I do not like this. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah so we did the video before for social mm. media and I put you on the spot and mm. I said, Dan, do you have um, any expiring... Flight credits mm. that you need to use well, soon. The, let's get the flight uh, the flight ass tip. The <laughs> tight ass tip uh is don't let your, don't let your credits, credits expire. expire. Yeah. And uh, Dan has some credits right now. I think that are are to to expires like today almost. Like are you it's, serious? It's any day now. It's gonna expire. I got nothing to what I got nowhere to go. I got nothing to do. Book a flight. I go somewhere. I can't there's too much choice. Right right after this podcast, we are booking you a flight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're going somewhere. All right. I'm going to fly somewhere. Visit, you love Fiji. Mm. Wouldn't Jetstar go to Fiji? Yeah. But then, I, then I've got to pay for a holiday in Fiji. Oh my God. It's a tight ass tip by not using that credit. Sunk then. costs. Yeah. Sunk costs. Sunk costs So that's your, that's your- It's a fallacy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's your rebuttal. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, flight credits. It's a really good example because yeah. I think they gave everyone about two years. Mm. It's been two years. Yeah. Like, where did that time go? Use your credits, people. Use your credits. Don't let them expire. Yeah. Um, the the airlines are just going to be, like, rubbing their hands together. Mm. Again, this was mentioned in Start With Why mm. um, about rebates and cashback offers. Yeah. Um, they are manipulations. Manipulations. Designed to make things forgettable or slightly hard to claim and therefore to make more profit as a company. In fairness- um, Jetstar, who my flight credit is with, have sent me two emails about it saying- have they? Don't forget to use it. That's really good. They said, you've got 60 days to use it. And then I didn't, and they're like, you got 30 days to use it. And wow. then we're about to hit that 30 days. Damn! Book a the flight. Oh, this, this thing, I could use this credit for probably anything. There's hotels, there's all sorts of stuff. Oh I could my be using God. this for. You're making this worse. Mm, yeah use, your, use credits, your credits don't let them expire don't let your credits expire people don't be a jerk <laughs> don't be a jerk <laughs> alright let's move yeah. on uh, to the main topic main topic this is book nuggets, nuggets. Yummy, yummy yummy start with why uh, yeah start with why by, by Simon, Simon Sinek. Sinek now let's start Tim I just want to get your overall opinion of this book how did you feel this was as a book not very good. Sorry, Simon, if sorry, you're listening. Sorry, Simon, if you're listening. Sorry. sorry. I love sorry. the concept. Yeah. I love your purpose. <laughs> we love <laughs> the, the reason here. you wrote this book. The, the why for you writing this book. Yeah. spot like, on. Whew. Great stuff. And I can see why a lot of people appreciate it and yeah. were inspired by your TED talk. That's why I bought your book. Yeah. Because I understood your why. Yeah, exactly. But we the related. what. But the what. And-, and <sighs> yeah. It, it was a shit book. It was a shit book. <laughs> was, I didn't enjoy the book. book. I I found it really hard to stay engaged in the book, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I was listening to it. Yeah, and so I was I, reading it, and I was just sort of like wandering off. I know, and then I'd come back and like, what? What did he say? And his examples are a little outdated it's now. An as outdated well, book. like he probably he probably wrote this mm. what like early two thousands, mm. and um, maybe maybe late. 2000 so yeah 2008 10 sort of region yeah so there's um, a lot of businesses that he was saying these are the pinnacle and other businesses and these are bad and, and yeah it's, it's some of the outdate references that yeah so i think even some of them i was listened to was like actually no that business does pretty well now or like mm. this one yeah isn't something i'd hold up as a shining example or yeah so some of those some of those examples haven't dated well mm. Though he uses apple a lot and apple Apple continued to still, innovate. And they continue yeah. to and and his Strong example company. was talking a lot about how iTunes is revolutionizing the way people mm. use music. And the world's moved on since then. But yeah. but what Apple did is is well, they just moved on to a new thing and, yeah. and they created another new innovation that yeah. people were inspired to use. Yeah. like Apple watches weren't invented back. Yeah, then, true, or true, The wearables. iPhone wearing yeah. apps um, apps became the big thing. Yeah, um, or uh, I don't know what the Apple equivalent of. Um, Alexa is or like a Siri. Echo yeah Siri mm. yeah, but what, what do you call it when it's the, the, the hub Apple hub or something or? oh yeah do they even have an Apple hub I'm s- I swear they do they have an Apple uh, either way the point is is that they continue to to uh, go for their wire yeah uh, in new and innovative ways mm. uh, and that's because of their culture and, and all, so all that stuff but I feel still like still that, that was still way, still way, way more groundbreaking back in say 2010 because the iPhone had been out for three years and you're like yeah like they're back wow Mm. um apple is clearly a successful company because it pursues its why Mm. and it lives by its why um and now it's sort of just like fading a little bit so it's been strong for so long Mm. um it's less meaningful yeah so it'd be cool to find some new examples maybe if he he rewrote the book an update And look, we're starting with the negatives. There's a lot of positives about this book. A lot of positives. Another negative I have Mm. is there's a lot of just assumptions he makes. Yes. He's like, he'll he'll say, oh, clearly, um, you know, a person who thinks this way is going to do this. Mm. There's no scientific backing for that or articles that underpin that finding. He's just saying, "Obviously, obviously, this is this. Yeah, And that's why- um, my argument is correct. Yeah. And it's like, hold on, hold on a second. And You've taken a few leaps there. And that's the case with a lot of business books I've found, which is why in the past, and yeah. it's why so many of these classics in, in inverted yeah. commas that I've never read mm. because they've just sort of shit me. And yeah, I've, been, I've yeah. always been like, there's no, this is just a concept that you're saying is the answer to all of my problems. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's a part of mm. a bigger picture. Uh, yes. And I absolutely agree with the basic premise of this book that yep. people don't buy what you do. They buy yeah, why you, why do, you it. do it. And and I a hundred percent agree. I'm going to dive into that in some more yes. detail soon, but I just felt like the rest of the book wasn't necessary. Yeah. I also there felt was a lot of detail yeah. around that point. I also felt a little funny and this just could be 2023 Dan reflecting, mm. uh, he used Martin Luther King a lot he as did. an example in this. He did, he did. And I felt a little funny about... A privileged white male. Using, yeah, you know, the civil rights movement in the yeah. US yeah. as a way to demonstrate how a business can do better. Yeah, like because some of it was... It did sound... It did th- sound like, oh, we've kind of- And that's what caused the change. And it's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. whoa. It like it's That's an ongoing thing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt- And I understand what he's trying to say is that this was an inspirational leader yeah. who had a purpose yeah. and people followed that purpose. Yeah. And without flyers or advertising, they got a exactly. quarter of a million people in Washington to turn yeah. up to his speech. Yep. Yes. All of that is on point. Yes. But just felt he a little... kept coming back to it. Ish. And it's like, yeah. yeah. He used airlines as an example. Yeah. As well. Um and I feel Southwest like, Airline used yeah. a lot. Yeah. So again, I don't know. A little outdated. Perhaps. It is a bit outdated. It's just yeah. not like the most exciting business model no. anymore. But, yeah. No, but let's wrap up the negatives. That that was our negatives, is that is that we didn't really enjoy reading it. Mm. And we felt some of the examples were outdated culturally, but also in business. Yeah. But let's go to the good stuff. Yeah. And there is a lot of good stuff because it's a really good reminder. Um, You know, I guess people Mm. have given us the feedback about our podcast. We Mm. talk about things that they know. And it's good to be reminded of them mm. every now and again. Well, that was what this book was to yeah. me. And maybe that's just why we felt a little bit like, oh, this is a bit boring. Because it wasn't so groundbreaking for us anymore. Yeah. Like, I feel and, like we've known this for a long time now. And and maybe, and like the, and there's elements of your purpose uh, in other books. The the Advantage, I think, talks a bit, yeah. a bit about your purpose. It does, yeah. There's a few other books that we've read that have kind of taken from this and, and run with yeah. it. And, and maybe you're 100% right is we got bored because we're like, yeah, I you, get you're it. talking about it still. I already get yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's a good, it's good to be reminded about how powerful it is. Yeah. And it, it definitely really is. I found I was purpose, inspired the in the first 20% of the book yeah. and then bored. The rest yeah. of it is where I was at. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the main concept in this book that a lot of people yeah. heard of, which is like that golden circle, the golden circle. Right. Yeah. And if you don't know what this is, essentially it's just a way to kind of define how most people are looking from the outside and yeah. then they work their way in to their purpose. When really you should be starting with your purpose and then everything else flows from that. That's right. Um, so it's this, Three concentric circles with yep. why in the middle, well, why in the center, yep. uh, what uh, how in the middle yep. circle, and and what, what in the outside circle. Yeah, um, yeah. And he says that most people start when they get the business. It's like, what do you do, mm. and then how do you do it, and then why do you do that? Yeah, and this is why, I like, um, you know, as 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 humans, we're all preset to have gut feel mm. and to have this sense of like trust. For our tribe or things we know. Mm -hmm. And the things we know, are hard to describe why we feel that way. Mm -hmm. Why we have that trust or that gut feel. It's hard to put that into words. It's a different area of the brain. Yeah. Um, But that's what why is. So, this is why you would trust. One of the examples, and this is one of those things that he said. Mm -hmm. where I was like, well, I don't know if that's right or not. But you're just saying that you're assuming this is right. Um, You will trust a local babysitter. Versus a babysitter that's coming from a different area, because a local babysitter with small experience versus mm. one from a different area Lots with large experience, because they're local and you assume they've got the same values. And that's the same, right. Yeah, that's right. And so I get what he's saying there, but it's a it's a bit of a leap. Yeah, Um, I agree. I'm not going to be looking in my suburb versus one three across. No, and just anyone from my suburb, I'm going to trust. No, I'd be looking for someone with the most experience. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Yeah. but I get the idea. I get the idea of what he's saying there. So Mm. there's an indescribable thing Mm. that people are drawn to Mm. that, and people are customers, suppliers, team members, the community, and if you're spending too much time. Focusing on what you do Mm. or how you do it, Mm. then all of those, like everybody will not be able to relate to you in a deep, meaningful way. Yeah. And that's what he's getting at with that golden circle. Yeah. I, I really like, he expands on this later in the book where he talks about the leaders who have that why- generally aren't the people who then can create the how. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, and so it was like, there's why people and there's how people. Mm. Uh, and so like That was, was good. Yeah, and the why, and I'll just read from <laughs> that this. That was actually one of my takeaways from the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like uh, most people who are why people think big and optimism and- Walt Disney. Yeah, like Walt Disney, but the how people actually then convert that into action. <laughs> like Ron Disney, who actually built the Disney- Empire, yeah, yeah, and that was from the book. I would run, yeah, it was run, right? yeah, something, like, yeah, something. Like run. He was Disney. a banker. he yeah. was the older brother of Walt. Yeah. yeah, and and that made me think. Are you Tim? What do you reckon? You're a why person or yeah. a how yeah. person? I, I was, I was debating that myself because yeah. it was like the the how people start thinking. Um, it's sorry. The question he mm. said, um, "If you ask someone what they enjoy about being an entrepreneur, the ones who say I really just enjoy building things yeah. and creating yeah. things are probably a how person." Whereas Uh, the people who think of some greater purpose, uh, they're the wire people. And it made me think, I'm probably a how person. I'm I'm probably like, I enjoy the creation. But at times I do feel- Inspired. Inspired. It's a really hard question. It's I guess yourself. I'm probably more a how person yeah. as well. Do you reckon um, accountants by default are mm. more likely to be how people because we're very practical and we're very we like logical straight away? I think we'll straight away go to the what and how. Yeah, versus the why. The why, and that's probably why there's, there's a lot of value in this book for the people in our industry. Mm. Um, and just for other business owners who may come from a technician background, mm. which a lot of small business owners do. So, yeah. um, but you forget why you're doing it. And mm. some people, we do planning sessions and we start with purpose. Yep. And um, some people see that as like a completely pointless section as well. It's a, And don't really even understand why- You can see it in their face. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's really hard to get across the idea of like the people are buying why- you're doing this, mm. not what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah. I always, work. so when I do that with clients in, in a business planning session, we go through their purpose and, and I use that advantage sort of model. We, we both do where it's like, how do you make the world a better place? Yes. And why? And then yeah. why again? Yeah. Um, I use that, but I use that as a broader picture about the strategic compass with your values and your strategic anchors. Mm. And then if that ends up being roughly what their value proposition is to their ideal client. I know that it's in line line and their purpose flows the whole way through. Yes. And I always point that out when they get that. I'm like, you did it. We got there. Yeah, yeah, true. true. (laughs) If it doesn't, then I'm like, okay, well, now something's not coherent here. Yeah, Um, And that's just an example of like, yeah, your purpose is something that filters through everything that you do. So, you should probably start with it. I guess some purposes are really challenging because some people are in business to improve, say, their family's life. Yeah. And that can be a bit hard to put into words. Yeah. And, and why should employees want to work for those people? And, and and there is something there because I mm. guess the employees will become part of the family. Actually, you know and what? I, th- I think I've just realized one of the big problems I have with the book. What? He doesn't tell you how to come up with your why. <laughs> uh, I don't that's think That's so, an issue. That's right? a massive issue. At no point he defines what wow. is your why. Wow. It's just all about why the why is important. That's super interesting. What, what's the saying? Uh, people don't buy what you do. Exactly. They buy why you do it. Yeah. But then there's no point. He's like, this is your why. <laughs> yeah. No, now here's how you find your why. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's assuming we all know our purpose. We know our purpose. Yeah. And that's one of the challenging things with purpose. Yeah. Because it can be a bit hard to define. Mm. It can be a bit tricky. It is. We've we've come up with various reasons in the past, but we're, I'm pretty happy with our current one. But uh, hash, well, uh, yeah. So let's let's workshop that a little bit. Okay. So our purpose used to be to support, teach, and grow. Yeah. And then we so shit. we we, <laughs> we workshopped it a bit more. Yeah. And then it became hashtag best life. Yeah. Exactly. Which, is, Which is, is embarrassing to say to people, by the way. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. <laughs> no, I just mean in a meeting, if you're telling someone about ours, like, oh, ours is hashtag best life. <laughs> and they're like, okay, cool. I don't think no longer need to take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just say better life I or do. Yeah. best life. Anyway. Because, because we want that for our clients, our community, our team, us. Yep. And we think we can make the world a better place if we can all live our best life. Yeah. And we- uh, the, the how from that is we think we can help people with a better life by helping them have their businesses better match what that best life is going to be. Yes. And so that's our how. And that's probably support, teach and grow. Yeah, exactly. Funnily yeah. enough. Yeah. So, which is why we took it a step further Yeah, with the why um, to make it best life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the what is our accounting services. Yep. And expanding services from there. Yep. But- um, but yeah, I guess um, sometimes you lose sight of that mm. as well. So yeah. I think we probably could talk about it a bit more in our office. It definitely made me, when I was reading this first part of the book, and this yeah. is the, the kind of the whole start of the book, yeah. I, I was sitting there thinking I ne- we need to infuse this more in how we approach what we do. Yeah. We should be speaking about the, our why every day every day like we've communicated amongst our team we talk about it with our team but not like probably not enough like once a week it's probably not enough Uh, we we don't put it in our marketing it's your purpose it should be like one of the first things you think about when you're going to work when you're driving to work it should be what's inspiring you to be better and to make better lives yeah and so uh, a whole chunk of the the start of the book as well is talking about how yeah people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it mm. and that's because as humans as tim was saying before um you know yeah. it's really we're, we're trying to find belonging we're trying to find connection and it's on Based on your values and based on your why, is that you often find that? Yeah, and like you can relate to this if you're Mm. trying to make a purchase decision and you're looking at cars, and there's one car Mm. that's electric and has you know 400 kilometers of range, Mm. and there's another that's electric and has 400 kilometers of range, but they're changing the game Mm. of vehicles and the way that we transport, and it's Tesla. Then you're gonna and you've like you're a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then you're going to get the Tesla. Yeah, so yeah. Right. I should get a Tesla. just right, picked up on where I was heading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, we can all relate to that because mm-hmm. we all, these days, we research our purchase decisions so much mm-hmm. and it's hard to explain why you feel so comfortable with some versus mm-hmm. others. You just can't. Yeah. There's so much information as to what should be a logical good decision but you still don't pull the trigger. Yeah. And it's probably because it's not matching up with your values and your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I thought that was quite good actually where he he explains that in detail, exactly what you just said, where it's, you know, you you don't know why you're not buying that thing, but for some reason you just don't want it. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) it's because subconsciously or or through- your environment or your education, whatever it is. There's core beliefs you have, core Mm. values about yourself, about who you want to be, about who Mm. you're projecting to be. Mm. And whatever this purchase is, it might fit your needs, but it's just not matching that core purpose. And that has a lot to say about who you choose to work with as well. And so, if you're finding you've got a lot of time-wasting clients Mm. or- Um, you're constantly putting out fires because people aren't happy who you're working with. It might not be anything to do about you and what you do and how you do it. It actually could be that they don't match your purpose and your values. Mm. Um, Which, you know, that was good to hear again and be reminded of. Yeah. It's so hard to figure out if someone is a value match. (laughs) It's so hard. Yeah. It's, It's so easy to say. I think the only way to really do it is to live it. Yeah, And you're then going to attract more people yeah. who have similar purpose and values. We're circling around. So every day, mm. it's almost like we have to circle up as a team mm. in the business. And Hands like, in. Guys, what's our purpose? Yeah. Hashtag best best, life. Life. Yeah. best, 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 best lives. We should do that <laughs> every day actually. <laughs> I like That's that so idea. cheesy, but you know, we shouldn't- it things get overcomplicated. We get mm. stuck in the weeds of what we're doing, mm. of like what we're charging for it, what the client wants, mm. what the rules are, all these circumstances, all this context, when really to cut through that, we like, all right, why are we doing this mm. at the highest level? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So the the rest of the book sort of goes through about the tipping point. It's more about like, all right, once you get a certain amount of people on board and following your vision, then you become mass market. And but you need to get those initial people on board who are willing to sacrifice. Uh, that was interesting. A few things because the mass market need a recommendation from someone they know. Yeah. Um, who are the early innovators? Yep. Uh, or the early adopters. Yep. And. Early adopters or innovators, which that's that early part of the curve before it goes to the Mm. I guess. Well, there's the the laggards is at the end. Yeah, there's the innovators, then there's like the uh, early Early adopters, adopters, early majority, early majority, majority, late adopters. And it's the early majority, yeah, that a lot of companies skip to and try to market at. Yeah, but the early majority want proof, proof. They want to see social proof from other people Mm. that your purpose and product. Or your what Mm. is what they want. Yeah. Um, Whereas it's the innovators and the early adopters Mm. who are buying because of why. Yeah. That's those people with like every iPhone. Yeah. Or 10 sets of headphones. Yeah. That they don't need. They're buying it because it is them as a person. Yeah. Yeah. They need to buy it. Yeah. Because it's who they are. Yeah. And that company represents who they are. Mm. Like Apple. That's the perfect example there. You know, they go through an example of of an Apple. advertisement that that happened back when the fir- like one of the first apple computers came out mm. and it was 1984 the book-esque mm-hmm. ad where the, like it's like a mm. um you know the, all these people in gray and yeah. everyone's you know um did you go and watch the ad no or? no I, oh. did you no 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 but but he described it oh right okay and, I and it's that. like yeah uh, all these people in gray and whatever and then there's this one person in like bright red and yeah it's like challenge okay. the and, and the whole concept is like it's not going to be 1984 if you've like, yeah. if we'd stop following what everyone else yes. is doing. It's like, come be out. A- and that made me think of a few things. One, ads used to be cooler. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> they did. Right. And <laughs> two, did. I think that's also assuming the audience to be quite intelligent. Like they'd read the book 1984 and understood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do marketers people just who think are. we're idiots these days? Like, are we just not clever enough to get an ad like that? <laughs> Instead was, we just get jingles thrown at us there was a great ad in the super bowl mm. um, which had walter white and mm. jesse pinkman yeah from breaking, uh, bad. breaking bad yeah and um it was for corn chips that it was it's it's this company in america mm. it's popcorn that are corn chips it's pretty cool wow. anyway so the ad starts off and you're looking through a camera up through this like plate at jesse yeah and he's cracking he's cracking off the <laughs> chips <laughs> like it's meth yeah <laughs> And then they're talking about the purity of yeah, the chips. Yeah. And then they get that Mexican drug law dude that in the series, he, he tries the products. Like, yeah. how, how do I know I can trust this product? And yeah. then he tries it. And he's like, whoa, hot, 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 You know that guy? Yeah. That's like really aggressive dude. Yeah. That they end up killing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in it as well. And yeah. he eats a chip and he reacts that way. <laughs> and I thought, A, great ad. Yeah. B, they are comparing corn chips to, to meth math. <laughs> <laughs> in a Super Bowl ad. Two, Breaking Bad finished like 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> But there you go. Comparing 1984 yeah. in an Apple ad yeah. to uh, Breaking Bad hmm. in the current corn chip ads. Interesting. There's nothing to do with purpose in that ad, is there? No. It's just funny. Just funny. And but maybe, the, chips are really maybe good. The, the thing that you'd be attracted to there is is a, a bit, bit fun. <laughs> fun humor all right a light hearted touch it it does seem outlandish to compare it to to crack crack Mm. and therefore that's a funny product it's funny yeah Yeah. you know you're right I'd try yeah Yeah, i try some meth I I mean corn (laughs) chips I I did want to buy the chips (laughs) then I realized I've never heard of that brand before obviously not in Australia no that's funny yeah Hmm. Cool. So there you go. Advertising. Uh, Anything else from the book um, that you thought was interesting, um, apart from like find what your purpose is, which he doesn't ex- describe on how to do, it, by the way, but there are There's other the books that can help with that. Manipulations versus inspiration. Okay. Yeah. I like mm. this. And that was kind of at the start of the book. Yeah. Uh, he, he speaks about uh, how most marketers are trying to manipulate you into buying something. Yep. I actually did find this quite interesting. Yeah. No, I, I think that's definitely an excellent point mm. and that it's sh- it's a short-term strategy so yeah pricing or fear yep or aspiration yeah aspiration. novelty peer pressure yep which peer is pressure, like the yeah. example we gave like four out of five doctors prefer this toothpaste and it's like yeah. well that is why only four out of five <laughs> yeah yeah that was his question <laughs> but that that was like uh yeah uh peer pressure essentially like oh these people are using mm. it well, the majority of people are using it yeah. yeah but it's short-lived Which is why Colgate have 32 different types of toothpaste. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, At that date, now it's a decade later or more. It's probably like a hundred now. Yeah, exactly. Because they need to keep trying to... It's a short-term strategy. They need to keep trying to reinvent Mm. what they're doing. Well, It's because people are constantly buying the what. You're manipulating them to buy the what. And here's the funny thing. You really just poke holes through it by saying, Mm. well, Apple, so-called why, leaders in the way of selling by why, now have 14 iphones <laughs> yep <laughs> they release a new one every year <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's some of the like questioning around mm. what he's saying i don't think it's bulletproof but no no i don't think it's as bulletproof as he makes out it's, it's not black and white no no definitely not and, and as i said i think it is really really important we start off in our business plans with all our clients with purpose with your why figuring out why you're doing what you're doing and it's because it informs everything and it is really important and i agree with the basic premise people are more likely to buy something from you if they agree with your why than just your what yeah i think however it's sort of like that you just like i just wrapped up the important parts of the book in (laughs) 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 i think that's it and most people have a concept of that. Yeah, it's in the title. And I think you should be constantly reaffirming it. That's really the mm-hmm. reminder. It's like everything we do, we need to start with why. Yep. Because people don't buy what we do. They buy why we do it. I love it. I think we should do more characters and voices on the <laughs> on the podcast, by the way. I agree. I think mm. there's some great podcasts that do yeah. that. Yeah. All right. All right. That's the end of our book nugget this week. Yummy, yummy. That's also the end of uh, Love Your Business February. Do you all love your business out there? I hope so. Well, we caught up with someone today who had listened to one of our Love Your Business February episodes. Yeah. And uh, the business valuation. Exactly. And they enjoyed that quite a lot. Took some notes from it. Ryan was a fan. Yeah. It's good. I was glad to hear that. I was glad to hear that actually. Yeah, Uh, Tim, do you have a recommendation for anything else out in the world this week? Hmm. Uh, yes, mm. uh, AFL Fantasy is starting again. Oh, so, okay. if you uh, are- <laughs> <laughs> one oh, wrong button. <laughs> I meant this one. Yeah, damn right, Dan. Uh, so, my fantasy draft- uh, That's so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps going. <laughs> my fantasy draft mm. is on Friday. Okay. And I need to start researching- All right, I'll throw you a bone. Who, who's your big picks? Who are you hoping to get? Well, you know- there's a lot Any of. Any Essendon players? Yes, there will be a few Essendon players mm. I'm lining up. A mm. uh, little bit of bias there, but mm. that's all right. It is risky to have too many players from one t- team in the AFL. Yeah, Because the team goes bad one week, your team goes bad. Yep. Uh, yeah, I guess I just want to flag that uh, the season is beginning. Mm. AFL Mania is about to hit again. Yeah, I mean, do we get the FOZ on? Should we get the Two Drunk Footy show back together? <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Uh, just a preseason bonus episode. I like that. Yeah. I'd be really keen on that. I'm sure Carissa behaves keen. I'm sure he would be. He always messages me about doing another podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if you are into fantasy, would you like to start a league? Someone send me a message. Oh. We can do a league. Two Drunk Accountants League. Two Drunk Accountants League. Let's do it. I'd, I'd even participate in Really? This. Yeah. A draft? I'd, I'd participate draft in league? a draft. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I I trade players and yeah cool. Uh, if um, if you've been listening to the show for a while and if you've bothered listening to the two drunk footy show episodes, mm. um, you'll know that I'm actually very good at picking <laughs> players. Yes, yeah, so your Google research mm. uh, definitely steered you in the right direction. It did when yeah. you tipped who was going to win the Brownlow that year. Right, won the Brownlow, Ollie Wines, mm. I believe it was. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Any recommendations? Anything you're meeting, watching, listening to? Oh, lots of things. Lots of things. Uh, I went to the movies on the weekend. Took myself on a date. Yeah. Cool. Dan date. Got some Mad Max. Oh. Chock top. Lovely. Watched a movie that what Did you do the good. Mad Max nah. movie deal? Because I wasn't expecting to get dinner. I just happened to get there early and was like, oh, I'll pick something up to eat. And then I got Mad Max. First, you're going to let your vouchers expire. I oh, know. And now you're not doing movie deals with the dinner. I oh, know. I'm a little bit concerned here, Dan. I'd like Look, to apologize. 200, I've almost given you over 200 tight-ass <laughs> And this is what you're telling and me. And I've implemented some. <laughs> uh, my other thing this week is actually a show that I've been watching. I binged this whole past two weeks okay. and it made me laugh out loud. You know, like sometimes shows are funny, especially if you buy yourself Yes. If you're watching something by yourself, it's very rare to actually laugh yeah, out loud. It is. Yeah, is. You're definitely. just more like, huh, that's funny. Yeah, you're laughing on the inside. Yeah. Hmm. I was laughing out loud wow. by myself. You were lolling. I was lolling. Okay, Not ruffle, but lolling. <laughs> Uh Kobe enthusiasm. Oh. It's, a, it's a it's a favorite of ours on the show. God, it's the uh, best. Season ten and season eleven. So good. Where he sets up the spite stores. Oh, oh, that made me laugh so much. The spite stores are so funny. And then there's other celebrities that set yeah. up spite stores as well. Jonah Hill has Jonah, a deli. Jonah's right, deli. Jonah's. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> the guy next door gave him a sandwich with a hair in it and he just couldn't get it out of his head so he set up a spite store to oh, get him out of business. So good. The, it all comes a full circle where he tries to go get a watch fixed yep. and uh, Mila Kunes had set up a jewellery store That's next right. to the other jewellery store yep. um, which she drove out of business yep. but she couldn't actually fix watches. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, just if you if you haven't watched Your Enthusiasm* it's you've got to watch it's I'm, very well funny. if you haven't I'm jealous because yeah. you get to you get experience, to experience it, it for the first time mm. again and I think there's a new season coming out I, I keep they're saying making that. 12 yeah they're making 12 see I thought it was coming out already and, nah, but it hasn't yeah so I've just mixed up my dates there yeah anyway very good though glad you liked it very funny yeah I want to go back and watch the first season again and just work my way through yeah it's one of those shows that I don't I, I don't know how the comparison is for the last five or six seasons or so but i do remember distinctly from season one onwards it got better yeah like it's one of the only shows that got funnier as the seasons went on whereas like a lot of shows wane in there because they discovered the characters and leaned into it more and yeah it's uh that's so good good stuff it's very good stuff dan all right well thank you for listening everybody Uh, if you want to get in touch with us two drunk podcast at gmail.com Two drunk accountants on other social medias uh we're going to be at a context 15th and 16th of march uh if you want to Catch up with us, send mm-hmm. us a message, say good day. That'd be um, cool. We're going to be there. Yeah, we're going to be walking around with microphones, yeah. actually. So, uh, even if you want a sneaky appearance on the Too Drunk Accountants podcast. Yeah. Well, when when we were could. at Xerocon, we did uh, an episode that was uh, from the um, from the ground, like what we learned yeah. for accountants, what we learned for yep. businesses. So, if you're an accountant or a bookkeeper and you want to get on and just tell us what you think, um, you'll probably end up on the podcast. You certainly will. Mm. You certainly will. Even if you want to tell us what you think about us. Oh, My I'd love life. that even more. Oh, yeah. That'd, yeah. Be, that'd be funny. We love it when people talk about us. Good or good. bad. Yeah. It's funny. I'll, I'll take any of it. All right. Well, thanks for listening everybody. And we will calculate. Bye. Bye. Love your business.